Hey everybody, hope you're going well. In today's episode, I want to talk about creating your own visual tools to help you deal with different states that you will be in. So let's dive into this one. Okay, let's really look into this. I think this is a biggie and I think it's a very powerful thing. Uh, so with that said, uh, the reason I'm doing this episode is because a lot of adult dyslexics I deal with have this sense of uncertainty and overwhelm that comes over them in different ways. Now, a few examples of ways it comes over you. One, everything is going so well. You think you're unstoppable. It's like someone's pushed fast forward on you and you've got this excitement, this bubbly energy, and it's like it's like you're running, someone's someone's put a, a times five on you. You know when you listen to audio and you can make it play faster? It feels like someone's done that to you and everything's going at full pace. And you know, you feel good in that moment, but you know at some point it's going to crash. You can't communicate as well. You're just, whoo, happy days, happy days. And um, you know, that's that's one of these. The second is when you're in a point where you're the opposite it's it's kind of like everything's slowed down and you've just got this kind of full body anxiety where it's like you don't even want to be touched or you don't even want to be um, engaged with you don't want anything like that you just kind of want to hide and run away and then there are other times in between where it's similar but just a weaker version of those two does that sound like something you've experienced now I'm presuming some, you're saying yes at some point. <laughs> um, so the question then becomes, why does it happen and what can you do about it? So the way we work is it feels like someone's, someone's literally, without our control, putting us on time six and then putting us on extra slow at the same time, you know, and it goes back and forth in the day. You know, our emotional regulation is really challenging sometimes. Um, we don't, we just, it just doesn't naturally happen to us. We're very, um, very driven by our external environment of what's happening around us and other people's energy, and then also by our own energy. Would you agree? You know, if you're in a room with someone who's really down and not really, not really uh, got much energy, we can take that on very quickly and very easily. We're very intuitive like that. The same can happen as if something really good happens to us, we can have the same problem. Um, we, we kind of take on that good energy and it's hard to regulate kind of like a calm state. So this happens for, for everyone in the world, but for dyslexics it happens a lot more. Our visual and emotional minds are very, very switched on. They're very, very uh, powerful in my opinion. So how do I deal with it and what have I done that's worked and what I want to talk about today is creating your own tools to help you deal with it now the reason I say create your own tools is we sometimes try and latch on to other people's tools that work and sometimes they work for us sometimes they don't but one of the, the things we've got in our, in our innate ability is to create our own tools to make things work by using other people's experience you know, we're creative. We can take a few ideas, merge them together and create our own experience that we're much more connected to. If, like, for example, if I just tell you to do these three things every day for the next month, 
you may do it today, <laughs> but you're probably not going to do it for the rest of your life. You're not going to, even if it works, how often have you done something that's worked for a week or two and then it's just fallen off the side of a cliff and you've stopped doing it, even though it was working for you and your consistency just, just didn't work. It's very, very common and you won't be the first or the last to experience that. So what you can do to get around that is actually have more control in the creative process of creating the tools that are going to help you deal with that anxiety, deal with that over energy. And I wanted to explain some of the stuff I've worked with and give you an example of how I helped a coaching client develop her own tool. So for me personally, and I may have said this on another podcast, but I will share it again, is the tool I use in all these situations is I've always used a really calm sea um, to, to get me calm again. So the visual, the visual, or let me explain my, my pictures or my movie for this, is that I see a, a white sand beach, a palm tree. I see an ocean that's either in turmoil or it's perfectly calm like a lake. I see kind of orange and purple skies. It's kind of like it's... It's sundown or sun up. I usually feel it's sundown. Um, but what happens is when I'm in these states, what I do is I imagine that the ocean is in turmoil. There, is, there are waves everywhere. It's crashing. There's all that white foam that's, that's there. And what I do is I try and take a second, 10 seconds, 30 seconds to calm that ocean to a point where it's crystal flat. I don't focus a long time on the change, but I try and focus a little bit longer on the calmness. You know, when you, if you imagine an ocean that doesn't even seem real, it's so calm. It's, it's like a pond or a lake. That's what I focus on. And I find that tool, I've, I've spent a bit of time playing with it and perfecting it. That I've got it to a point where it actually emotionally is connected to my, I guess, what do you want to call it? My emotional senses in my body that it actually affects me on a, a whole body level. And that's been a massive impact for me. And I thought I'd share a few things about how I've built my tool. Now, just be, in, be aware that this tool is not fixed in stone. You can take some of these pieces and create a tool that works for you, and you've just got to play with it to, to, to get it to work for you. And I'll give you a few other tips as well as we go. But for me, a couple of things I do. One is I close my eyes. I don't do it with my eyes open, too many sensory things. I try and do it when it's relatively quiet. I can't do it all the time when it's quiet. So I've gotten, the more I've done it, the easier I can do it with um, noise. I, I make sure I'm breathing. I have a couple of deep breaths. So we all know breathing works. And I also finally, I imagine where this is in my body. So whether you believe in chakras or you've probably heard of them at some point if you're not very familiar, but there's, there's two key energy points um, that I focus on. And one is at the bottom of your stomach and one is kind of where your abdomen is in a very, you know, very simple way of looking at it. And I kind of imagine that this ocean is kind of like in a, a giant, well not a giant, but a big round clear ball that fits all the way over my stomach. So it's like inside me. And so when I'm imagining it, what I'm doing is my attention is going to that part of my body and it's seeing this ocean. 
even if it's just for a second before I start seeing just the ocean. So I'm kind of placing it inside myself. So I'm telling my body I'm talking about me in this moment. And it's and for me, this has been working super well. You know, when I'm really down and my energy's out, my partner Holly notices. And like I can take 10, 20, 30 seconds and this will give me an, an instant boost. It kind of relaxes me. It brings me to the present. Um, it's, it's a real tool. It's really fantastic in that respect. Now, you can build tools like this. And I want to share a couple of other tools that have worked worked well over time. You know, one that I learned through Davis was about turning your dial down. So they, they say, imagine you've got a, a dial that's, you know, um, a happy dial is at five. And if you're really down, maybe your dial is at one. If you're really high and over-energized, your dial is at 10. And it's about taking a moment to close your eyes, breathe, and move your dial from 10 down to 5. Watch it happening. Watch your body be affected by it. And vice versa, it go up again as well. That's one way of looking at it. There's a heap of different tools like this. But I think the key focus with it is it's got to be visual. You know, one of the ones I used early on that lasted for a little while before I kind of leveled it up as well was using an accelerator on a car so I kind of needed to what was happening with me is if I'd get overexcited, it was like I was driving at 200 k's and I'd imagine the speedometer at 200 k's and I would what I would do is I'd actually physically pull my foot up and I would watch the dial go down to zero or to 50 or whatever I was needing at the time and when I was really down I would feel like I was parked at zero and I needed to bring the dial up so I would put my foot down, I'd put some pressure on my accelerator foot and it would go up to 60 or 80 or 100. So these were ways I played with this and the more I played with it, the more it evolved, the better it felt, the more it became part of my identity, um, which was really powerful. So so hopefully that gives you some ideas of how you can do it. With a, with a client recently I was coaching who um, did an initial call with me she was having a few similar issues and and I asked her what where does she find calm in her life and her calm came really from gardening and being around plants and so I imagine I said to her I said could you imagine a garden you know in the same part of your body or your stomach imagine there's a garden and when you're feeling really terrible all the plants look like they've wilted they're like you know the the flowers of fallen over and they're looking kind of kind of deadish not dead but definitely not happy and you could focus on that garden with all your energy and you could watch that garden come back to life and watch in every detail watch the exact flowers start to rise again you know whatever plants there is no right or wrong so it's whatever you imagine is right it's whatever's affected you in your life and whatever you the images you perceive are but you bring them back to life into strength um, and as I say, it only has to be anywhere from 10, 20, 30 seconds. There is no specific time frame, whatever feels right in that moment. I know for me, I sometimes do a 10 second one. Sometimes I need a minute. It really depends on what's happening around me. But this tool that I've developed for myself has been amazing. It's really, really powerful. Now I don't use it all the time. I forget about it, but it is um, really powerful. And what I'm, what I'm going to start to do is is start to build in some environmental cues. So I'm going to get an image that matches my picture and I'm going to go and get it printed via Canva 
which there's a great post on rightsiders.org if you want to use Canva for creating uh, images or posters and getting them printed and put on your wall. Um, rightsiders.org, just search for our blog. But I'm going to get one of those put on the wall in a couple of places in the house to continue to remind me to use that tool. So one in the lounge um, and one near my office. Those are the two places I'd spend the most time. And so having that there as a visual cue in my environment, I'm hoping, and I'm pretty sure it will, remind me to, to focus on it and to do it more and more and more. So that's what I wanted to share today, guys. This is a really practical tool. I want you to play with it um, and try and just fiddle with it and see if it works. If it doesn't work the first time, give it another go. Change the vision a little bit. Fiddle around with it till you find something that works for you, that you can own, that you've created for yourself using this guidance. So um, yeah, that's what I wanted to share today. I hope that's been valuable. If you've enjoyed it and you want to share what you're going to use, feel free to drop it in Adult Dyslexia Secrets. Or get in touch with us on thetruthaboutdyslexia.com or rightsiders.org. I'm always happy to hear from, uh, from people and wherever I can help. So have an epic rest of your day and I'll be back next week.